What's good in the motherfucking hood? Happy New Year. 2024, baby. Here we go. The year has been reset. So what are you going to do with your new year? With this year? With today? With tomorrow? The following week and the following month and the following year? You know, do you have your plans? Got your your year all mapped out. You got your your yearly calendar <laughs> that's going around on TikTok, right? That that yearly planner. <laughs> and it'll find somewhere on your wall to put that shit up there. Shit's huge. But what's good in the hood, man? It's your boy SA Doc. 2024. Back in the motherfucking mix. And this uh, this new year I'm, I'm forecasting is is going to be a great year for Latino artists. I think in in the past few years and leading up to now, you know the 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 wave has has begun. You know it's in progress. It's been in progress, and it's leading up to to now. You know, because more than ever, man, you're seeing so many people just blow up, you know, and, and get national recognition. And I think the, the Latinos are, are finally getting getting heard and, and, and appreciated. And our music is, is, you know, crossing boundaries and, you know, being accepted by by the rest of America, you know. That we have something to offer musically. Same goes for for the Latino rap music scene as well. You know, Chicano rap, Latino rap, however you want to, you know, categorize it. Because there's so many different subgenres. Then it sounds like the, the chakras, right? <laughs> genres. There's um, there's different genres. There's different ca- subcategories. You know, so you can't really put any Mexican that raps and then just call him a Chicano rapper, right? Because Chicano rap is 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 specific, has certain elements, right? Where you say, okay, well, this guy's a Latino hip hop rapper. You know, someone like Big Pun, for example, isn't gonna rap about the same things that you know Mr. Capone's gonna rap about. Or Mr. Criminal's gonna rap about, or Lefty Gunplay's gonna rap about, right? They're they're telling different stories, you know. So they're 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 different genres, you know, but all under the same Latino music umbrella, right? Because if you're a Latino that raps, you're under that umbrella of of Latino music artists. So, yeah, but I'm seeing um, just a lot of good things, man, going into 2024 uh, for the Latino community. Um, As far as music goes, uh, you know, big ups to Little One, who just signed a distribution deal with Gold Toes. Uh, I think it's, uh, what is it, Gold Gold Toes Digital Distribution or something like that, GT. Forgive me if I'm not getting it right, but um, you can look it up. If you go on, like, Little One's page, you can... You can find that. Um, and I, I think in the last um, podcast that they were together on, um, was it Kev? Yeah, I forget the guy's name. But um, 
they were on a podcast together. And uh, towards the end of the podcast, uh, Goltos, you know, gave, gave all that information. Uh, if you're looking for like digital distribution, he said a holler at him and, you know, and, and then go from there, submit your music and they'll get back to you. So again, if you're a, a rapper or artist right now, it's looking to get put on and maybe you need some help with, you know, some of the marketing and all that, then, you know, feel free to reach out, you know. But um, Little One uh, signed a deal with uh, Goltos and they got some some cool new music coming out. Uh, Jenny69, I think, is on, on one of the tracks. Uh, so, yeah, you know, big things. Uh, Mr. Criminal is running up big numbers with uh, his podcast. You know, he, he's consistent with it. He's steady with it. He had Be Real uh, on the podcast not that long ago. Uh, they, they got a song together. They shot a little quick video um, in, in Mr. Criminal's building that he's got where he does his music and his podcast. So, and, and he got off, man. Uh, you know, Be Real didn't really sound like Be Real, man. <laughs> but he was spitting fire, man. Be Real still got bars, man. So, uh, so big ups, man. Again, he's doing big numbers. Uh, he's consistent and, you know, he's, he's just keeping it moving, man. And, uh, although Homeboy's not, not Mexican, he's Ecuadorian, um, and and something else uh forgive me but but again he's representing the the culture right and he's putting on uh you know mexican artists on there uh and either way man it's the same it's the same culture he more so really represents uh the 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 chicano youth you know uh culture um and and you know he, he's true about it so but uh, big ups, you know, for, for him doing uh, really, really good numbers. Um, so, it, it, man, it's, it's a good year, man. It's a good year for for, for Latin music. Uh, it, you know, my music is uh, will be dropping throughout the year. You know, the, the catalog is, is, has been prepped and ready to go. So I'm really excited for bringing you some of this, uh, this new music, you know, which is its own genre in a way you know I, i've always kind of you know been very cavalier about the way that i do things and uh kind of set my own path so you know again i hope those that ha have been uh following the movement that are dockwell fans that you know are, are are down with with the type of music that that i'm bringing to the table then you know it, you, you, you're gonna love the new music you know once once it drops so and uh, I, I got a single out right now uh, on all platforms. It's called uh, Never Wanted Us to Make It. Look it up. S-A-Doc. E-S-E-D-O-C. Bump that shit. Listen to it. Give me some feedback. Let me know if you like it. If you don't like it, then don't listen to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's the brand. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that new song that's out now really represents the kind of music that that I'm looking to to bring to the table. This is what I bring to the table as a, a Mexican rapper in the United States. So yeah, definitely some some really some really good shit. You know, um, it's it's a year for us to really speak up and and be heard. You know, and and come together, man, and be counted. As a, as a people in the United States, you know what I'm saying? And, and organize on different levels, 
all right, for the purpose of uh, strength, for the purpose of economics, for the protection of our families and the protection of our children, for our cohabitation with other people, you know? So, you know, again, Happy New Year, Happy 2024. You know, there's um, there's a lot of folks that didn't get to bring in the new year. You know, with uh, Enamorado and the five others that were denied bail. You know, that they, they spent New Year's in jail. You know, and I know some of us have. You know, I've, I've definitely spent some holidays. <laughs> As a, as a youngster, you know what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah, so uh, Enamorado and the five others are still denied bail once again. Okay, and this is out of uh, Victorville Superior Court. All right, and there was uh, people out there with uh, shirts saying free them all and act, you know, they're saying that they're activists, not criminals. Give them bail. Now, I, I think it's crazy that they're being held without bail i mean this is something that i've been meaning to talk about that i, I don't understand why enamorado and and the people that are locked up with him right now they got arrested with him and being held um why are they not being given bail i don't understand it well i'm sure i mean there's reasons right and if you look into it you can um it says uh the san bernardino county sheriff's department is part of their operation accountability Okay, uh, well, this is, uh, let's see. So Wednesday morning marked uh, day three of the court hearings for the, the 8th Street vending activists uh, arrested by the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department as part of their operation accountability. So this was their, uh, I guess, how they, they, they were, they had an operation going on. And that's how they got arrested. So according to a press conference, um, the day of the, the activists are looking at multiple charges, including assault with a deadly weapon and allegedly engaging in violent crimes at demonstrations that occurred uh, in September. The activists were denied bail and have spent the holidays in jail. And they include well-known street, uh, well-known street vendor advocates and community members, uh, Eden Alex and Amarado, Wendy Luhan, um, Golet Acevedo, uh, Stephanie Mesquita, Fernando Lopez, Edwin Pena, and Vanessa Carrasco. So, out of the eight activists, some had court. Um, there was only one absent who was uh, being quarantined uh, for COVID. And uh, her court hearing will resume on, well, uh, resumed in January, but... That's crazy, man. You know, that they're being held without bail. It's like like terrorism, you know. So, I mean, basically, look, you know, we just want the, the same rights as, as everyone else. You know, and, and growing up here uh, as, as a Mexican kid, right, I definitely saw, you know, segregation, um, you know, uh, discrimination, you know, just simply because of what I look like on the outside, you know, so no one's going to tell me that 
discrimination isn't a real thing because it is and you can say it's like a human you know instinct or that you know what everybody's like that right like latinos and, and you know your parents in mexico and the jokes that they have right about like other races and you can say that maybe every race is is a little racist <laughs> right it, it, they have their little inside jokes that you know i've heard them all <laughs> You know, you taco riding motherfucker. All these different things, right? Um, so, but, you know, it's one thing to, I guess, have these these prejudices, you know. But, you know, this is 2023. You know, um, are, are we not advancing forward to the point where our, our race really isn't that big of a deal. I mean, are we not used to each other yet? You know, when you go outside, are you not used to seeing, you know, Mexican people? And, and they're different, right? So you can't just say, oh, I love Mexican people. Well, you shouldn't love all Mexican people. There's some Mexican people that are horrible. And there's some that are not horrible, right? So you can't really judge people by a race or give them a pass because of a race. Uh, I, I was watching Ice Cube on uh, Tucker Carlson, and 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 he asked uh, Tucker Carl, Carlson asked Ice Cube if if he hated people because of their race, right? If he was racist or if he experienced any anger, and he and he said, um, you know what? Sometimes I get along better with people that are not my race because we're on the same frequency, we're on the same wavelength, right? So sometimes you can have conflict with with those in your race more so than with another race. You know, it's just you really have to stop seeing it and running it through that race filter when you meet somebody. Because there's shitty people of all kinds and colors and ethnicities and shapes and sizes and sexes. Right? There's There's shitty straight people. There's shitty gay people there's really good straight people there's really good you know gay people you can't you can't try to align yourself with a group to hide your flaws if you're a shitty person you know what i'm saying so again we we tend to run we we tend to oversimplify things as if it's going to make your brain burst if you think for yourself and think critically like Ice Cube said yesterday, he goes, I'm an independent thinker. And they don't want independent thinkers. I don't know who they is, right? As if there's like this big conspiracy to keep everyone dumb, deaf, and blind. But that's been said, right? If you're into hip-hop music, go listen to, to The Grave Diggers. I think it's their second album with the RZA. And uh, they talk about that shit, you know, dumb, deaf, and blind. And the grave diggers is there to to dig you from your grave, you know, so you're no longer dumb, deaf, and blind. You know, you have, you have to think uh, on a broad scale. You got to have a larger vision of of what's going on around you, so then you can understand your position better. You know what I'm saying? So, don't let them put you in a box. It's more complicated than that. You know, of course, they want to put you in a box because what is identified 
can be managed and controlled. Okay? So, so that's why they want to label you. So they know where to put you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but again, this seem, this seems really unjust. You know, um, and, and it seems that it happens to, to anyone that, any group that really decides to, to speak up uh, for their oppression of, of their people, right? When they're being oppressed only because of their, their uh, race or ethnicity, you know, those should be hate crimes, right? With these vendors. So let's say if you disagree with, you know, street vendors and, um, and you think that, you know, they, they're not following the rules or health guidelines and you're concerned about that, right? If you're a, a upstanding law-abiding citizen, there's ways for you to address that other than become violent, commit assault, damage to property, by knocking their stuff over that makes you the aggressor that makes you the criminal it doesn't matter what the fuck your excuse was right because if we're gonna allow crimes because you had a good excuse for it i mean think about the the guy uh what is it uh Jin the kid or something like that that was on tiktok the guy that killed his wife and his homie who was over at his house hanging out with his wife was his wife's ex-wife's new lover or soon to be ex-wife i don't even know if they were fully divorced but um anyways that story was you know this guy from tiktok he was real famous had you know it was well off had money and so they his his buddy i guess you know got with his wife and his wife wanted a divorce and he moved out and they were doing co-parenting shit and he planted like his ipad uh, he put it in in the girl's back, in his daughter's backpack, and he can hear mom and 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 the boyfriend in there. So that's how he was aware that his friend was going over to his uh, ex's ex-wife's house and his old house, right? And it drove him fucking batshit crazy, and 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 you know what what happened happened, right? So. It, in, there was an interview where he was talking about it and and he was saying man imagine put yourself in my shoes right when you 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 walk in or you I guess he had a key or something but and you see you know your ex-wife and your best friend or the guy that used to be your best friend with your ex-wife it sends you to this crazy rage right but it is is that going to excuse his actions? No. So don't sit here and make excuses <laughs> as to why you did what you did. Like, no, I was justified. Like, trying to justify yourself. Because you know what? We all feel negative feelings and people piss us off. So if, if we go around taking action every time that we feel slighted and we take violence you know, we, we commit a violent crime or a violent action, we're going to be held accountable for it. And that goes across the fucking board, right? So no one was holding these people accountable. 
you know, with the excuse that, hey, well, they were there illegally. They weren't supposed to be setting up shop. Well, give them a fucking ticket then. Right? Because I'm not advocating for, for criminals. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I'm not sitting here bashing laws, right? Because you, this is a system that we live in. We don't live in the fucking Wild West. And even then, there was some kind of a law system, right? Because I, I'm sure you want your your, your daughters and, and sons and, and, and your mother to be safe when she's walking the street. So that's the reason why these laws are in place, to protect people, right? Not everyone's walking around with a fucking gun like the Wild West, protecting yourself although maybe it should be that way <laughs> i think maybe there'd be less crime right because then you're bringing back morality where it's like okay well you know what i don't want to fuck with people because if i do this there's going to be immediate consequences because a lot of people aren't afraid to go to jail so maybe this current system needs to be reevaluated, and i think that uh maybe justice should be you know put back on um, on the citizens, you know, for us to all figure it out how to get along. So in that case, I mean, if we're going to go that route, right, it, theoretically, just use your imagination. So if someone comes and then knocks over somebody's shit, right, somebody's uh, taco cart because they're like, hey, you guys are breaking the law, whatever the fuck. And then somebody else comes and fucks that guy up. <laughs> and then maybe everyone has a conversation afterwards and, and, uh, and then you come to a determination, you know what I'm saying? But there's like natural, uh, you know, cause and effect happening. And that's what, you know, has kind of been taken away from people because everyone's relying on the legal system to address everything, you know. But they weren't doing anything about these vendors that were getting attacked. They weren't even seen as people, right? And not all of them are illegal, now, you may be out illegally vending, right? And and I, I love street tacos, man. Street tacos are the fucking best. You know, I think I've gotten sick, like, actually eating at, at a, an establishment that was, you know, inspected by, by the, the, the health department or whatever. <laughs> you know, and even some of those have terrible fucking ratings. You know, and knock on wood, man, but I've always been good eating from the motherfucking taco truck. You know, from the taco cart, man. You got bomb-ass food. I, I, I know that, you know, if I was running a taco, you, you wash your hands. I mean, you, you know, you try to have a clean operation. And obviously you do, and you know that by the result. Because <laughs> there isn't a bunch of people fucking getting sick from it. You get sicker from Taco Bell. No, no hate <laughs> towards Taco Bell, but, you know, or Del Taco, maybe. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, Enamorado took it upon himself to bring some kind of accountability uh, to some of the people that were just being racist. Because, you know, it, this was the, the, the vendors that, that were getting attacked. I mean, this wasn't, they weren't getting attacked because they, they they didn't have a health license or certificate for their business and, you know, business license. They were getting attacked because, you know, they, they were seen as weak, you know, little Mexicans or Hispanic people, right? They were looked down upon as second-class citizens or second-class people. 
and say, you know what, fuck you guys, you know, and just knock over your shit. It was something to make those fucking people feel powerful in that moment to attack vendors. And this is not on an attack on, on a certain type of, of, of people, certain color people, certain race of people. All right, because again, you have shitty individuals in every fucking race, in every sex. You know, kind of tired of people trying to use groups saying, no, you know what? This is the righteous group. This is the group that does no fucking wrong. And we're we're the preferred fucking group. Because that's not that's not true. There is no good group. There is no perfect group. All right. Because that group cannot validate each one of those group members. That they all stand for this righteous thing. And that they all don't have any blood in their hands. You just can't. All right. So it's individuals that take actions. And they might fuck it up for the group. (laughs) If you're identifying with a certain group. Right. But, you know, these guys were doing this shit just to be fucking assholes and fucking with these vendors. So Enamorado started doing something about it. You know, now were there laws that were broken in his approach? I don't know. You got to look at it. Got to look at the case files. What happened? I mean, I think uh, and I'm not sure. Okay, so again, these are just my thoughts. This is not. you know, and I could pull up the documentation, right? And then we can dissect it. We can look into it. But, you know, just in thinking about it, I mean, what are some things that you can be legally found accountable for? Well, obviously, if you don't let someone exit their home, right? Um, you know, is it allowed for someone to stand in front of your door and not let you go outside or get in your face, Right? You know, it's probably not a good feeling. And can those things go too far? Yeah. You know, if you have kids at home, so all of a sudden, you know, they're they're holding everyone in the home accountable for some action you did. So let's say I go over and I I knock over a taco cart. Then I come home and then like a few hours later, you see an amorado and a bunch of people outside of my house with torches. (laughs) Right. Pitchforks and shit. And uh, they're calling me to come out because, you know, I'm this racist. And I have my kids in here, you know. So now I, I can deem that a threat, right? Because, yeah, you know, I did that, right? But then the, the right process would be that that cart owner, you know, would go and file a police report. But me, often, you know, oftentimes they can't because maybe they're not legal. So they can't get justice because they fear, you know, getting deported, you know, whose word are they going to take when you go to, to file a police report, you know, the street vendor who doesn't have any right being in the United States, you know, who doesn't have a green card or the person who was born here. Right. 
So again, it's just, you know, to me, it's, it's a way that some people that just carry hate around looking for ways to act on that hate, you know, get it off of their chest and put it on somebody else, put that misery and suffering that they're carrying around and they want to put it on someone else. You know, because there's absolutely no reason, man, to go and, like, knock over a motherfucking taco truck, you know, or I think some shit that had happened over at uh, uh, SoFi Stadium um, outside where there was a little girl that got hurt because somebody knocked over. They were selling, like, hot dogs and shit outside of the game, and somebody came and, like, knocked it over. A little girl got hurt and shit, you know. It's fucked up, man. You know, but but why? Wait, why don't you care? Why? Because it's a little Hispanic girl. They got injured. You know, pretend she wasn't that. Maybe pretend she had, you know, blue eyes and blonde hair. What you think about that? And to be honest, like that statement, you know, don't take that the wrong way because there's a movie, A Time to Kill. You know, where Samuel L. Jackson's character, his daughter, you know, she, she was assaulted and it was a hate crime. And and no one, no one cared, right? And Matthew McConaughey, when he was in, in trial, he said, you know, he described everything that happened to the little girl. And then at the end, he said, and imagine she was white, you know. <laughs> and everyone's like, whoa. But in the same situation, think about it. You know, just because it's a little brown girl, you know, it doesn't mean anything. You know, that's a life. That's a soul, man. That's a little kid, man, looking at life, saying, hey, this is what it's about. This is what's out here. Through her eyes, she's a witness that there's still evil out here. All she knows is some some big, strong man came and knocked over, you know, the cart where she was making food and serving it to people. In her mind, she didn't know there was anything going, like, she was doing anything wrong. Right, but that, 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 that's a trauma that, that'll never go away. Because at that moment, that little girl is helpless. And, 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 that, and that, that man or woman or whomever comes in and knocks that shit over, traumatizing that little girl. You know, th- their feelings about these vendors, you know, these thoughts that they have, that piss, they piss themselves off. Then they take action. Little kids get hurt. You don't give a fuck, right? Because your little feelings are more important than what the children are seeing, what the children are experiencing. You know, I hope that little girl grows up, man, and goes to law school, man, becomes a judge. <laughs> you know, so it, this is this is the, the motivation behind what Enamorado was doing as an example. You know, he was he was trying to take some sort of action because no one else was. No one else was bringing awareness to it. You know, in this time of social media. No one was was bringing awareness to this. So he did. Right? He was, he was just trying to do something to hold people accountable for this shit. Just to bring attention to it. You know? 
So now what they're doing by what I imagine that they're doing is they're, they're keeping them locked up without bail to teach them a lesson. You know, because I really doubt that any of these people are going to go and and seek out, you know, someone I, I doubt any of them being bailed out. They're going to go and do this shit to anyone else. I really fucking doubt it. I don't think any of these guys are terrorists. I think we have real terrorists. Okay, we have people that, that shoot at other people and they get bail. And they can be let out and they can go and finish the job right afterwards. None of them were like actually physically beating on people or going and jumping somebody. You know, they, they, they weren't threatening to shoot anybody. They were protesting. They were protesting aggressively. I'll give you that. It was, it was a, a aggressive protest. But even thinking in, in the, the, the BLM protest that they had, that, that there's people that actually got, got hurt. There's Hispanic people that that that, that went out there and, and 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 were part of the BLM movement. You know, there was an incident where there was a a, a metro officer in Las Vegas that, that got shot on the strip during one of those protests. You know, and I'm sure that that person would get bail. But we're denying Enamorado and the people that were with him, we're denying them bail and labeling them some sort of terrorist. Like you're seriously not looking at the context, right? These people weren't out just gangbanging, right? Because look at the crimes, look at the results of what happens from, from those activities, right? People shot, murdered. What happened here? Was there anyone shot? Was there, you know, considered a danger to, to the community and the victims? It's a bit much. So, so yeah, you know, we, we have to, you know, we got to take action as a community to make sure that we make things fair for everyone. You know, because for Latinos, for Mexicans, we still have a, a long way to go to, to really integrate into, into American society and be counted and be respected. But, you know, it takes every single one of us to actually embrace this land, embrace this country and, and really make it your own. Make it our own. Right. Because that's that's what else are we going to do? You know, when you think of, um, you know, like like Malcolm, who who preached of creating a whole separate state for his people. Right. And those that want to live there, fine. And those that don't, don't. But, you know, Malcolm initially, I think, preached, you know, segregation, saying, hey, you know what? We've tried to live together and we can't. So let's live separate. <laughs> right. So and I think that was one of the biggest issues between him and Martin Luther King is, you know, he had these extreme views about what needed to get done. And I think Martin Luther King kind of had a view of like, no, we all live together. And I think ultimately Ma Malcolm X changed his view uh, when he visited Mecca and he saw that there was people of all colors, you know, worshiping together. So, 
That's the idea that I have. So we preach all this, you know, diversity. <laughs> you know, we make all these statements about diversity and the country of diversity. But what does that look like in action outside of the workplace? What does that look like with your neighbors, in your neighborhood, at the parks? When things happen, when we're outside in the store shopping, when something happens, what does inclusivity look like there? You know, when, when you see a vendor getting attacked and, and not seeing color in that moment, but simply seeing someone that is, is being attacked in that moment and standing up and saying, hey, you know, checking that person that, that, that is, is being violent in that moment. That's trying to justify violence. You know, so when nothing happens, when, when we all don't really make it a responsibility to, to really hold each other accountable, to hold others accountable, to really practice what you preach and be inclusive and really be about that diversity, really don't see color when you meet people, you know, Ju judge by, by, you should judge, you should be judgmental. Yeah. You need to be judgmental about who you bring into your life. Somebody can come into your life and fuck it up. All right. So you should be judgmental to the type of person, right? But a person's color or ethnicity is, is not a judgment of their character. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you maybe judge somebody by how they dress, <laughs> by how they dress. I mean, if you see me, you know, wearing khakis and creased up and, you know, saying with a long white T-shirt, you know, and I, I got a bandana, then, yeah, you can make that judgment. Say, hey, you know, maybe I don't want to associate with him. And it got nothing to do with him being Mexican. It's just he looks like a cholo and he's probably a troublemaker and he's going to bring chaos into my life. Right. <laughs> so and we have to be mindful, too, you know, of, um, and the thing is, that, and that person might not be that way. You might see me with a pair of jeans, you know, and just a regular T-shirt, some sneakers, right? You might think, yeah, look at him. He's a cholo. But you might look at someone who's a different race wearing the same shit, and you won't think of them, you know, just because they don't look like me. <laughs> you know, so again, I mean, you know, you really got to talk to people, man. I think if you, if you actually have a conversation with people, you see where people are at, and then judge them based on that. You know, because we don't all have to be best fucking friends. We just have to get along out here. You know, we all live in this country. Um, it, it's not as, as as bad as it is in other countries. You know, when you think about other places that, are, that where there's wars going on, you know, we all have Wi-Fi. We, we, we got things. Our, our life is a comfortable life for the most part. You know, of course, we have things like homelessness. And if you live in Las Vegas, um, here, and I'm trying to trying to keep things uh, moving along here. But uh, yeah, if you live in Vegas, uh, Vegas Stronger Official, go go to that web um, that um, that Instagram, Vegas Stronger Official. They got a website, and they are they are committed to helping. Uh, the, the people in Las Vegas that are suffering from homelessness 
and that that mental issues that are suffering from mental issues that are keeping them back or you know we're, they're trying to get to the root cause of, of the homeless problem in in Las Vegas because as we have more people that are, are, are coming into our state uh, from California a lot of them were homeless in California now they're homeless in Las Vegas and um, the people at, at Vegas Stronger are really trying to get to the root cause of, of homelessness so if it's a problem that we have if it's a, a, a a problem that we're facing now, then, you know, we, we, we're going to try to solve it. And uh, so Vegas Stronger Official. All right, look up the website, follow them on uh, Instagram. They're doing a lot of good things for the community. Because ultimately, that's what you want, right? You want a good community. We got kids, we got grandkids that live here. You know, we want them to get along. So, so I hope the situation with uh, Namorado and, and, and the people that are being held without bail, um, you know, again, we'll, we'll continue to cover that weekly um, uh, on, on the podcast here. Uh, the podcast, it will be changing format. Um, I'll, I'll be having at least four or five episodes per week, um, and then we're going to uh, divide the episodes up by category. So, you know, we're going to start having a, um, a, a podcast on boxing, a, a podcast on new music, a podcast on, you know, political issues. Um, and, uh, and then we're going to do a book review like every two weeks or so. All right. Cause I, I've got some dope books that I'm reading and I want to share those with you. Maybe we can start this book club kind of thing. <laughs> the power of Wu is, is a really dope book by the RZA. So, uh, and then if you're looking to, you know, find more information out on like uh, Palestine and you want to get informed, right? You don't just want to be a, a, a sheep, right? And in, in the herd, um, you, you want to be an independent thinker. You want to be a critical thinker. You want to make up your own mind about things. I encourage you to pick up a book called uh, Palestine, uh, Freedom, Not Apartheid uh, by Jimmy Carter. All right. And it ha has a whole outline of what's been going on in the region for like 3,000 years. So, and so I'll, I'll be doing uh, that review for you uh, pretty soon as well. But that's going to be a new format coming up. Uh, and, and in another story, I wanted to share this. Um, I saw Duende from Manico Manicomio 5150 uh, posted um, and, and trying to get more awareness around this. Uh, uh, something that happened. Um, uh, an officer that, that had a heart attack while arresting an underage farm worker is now being charged with manslaughter, right? And apparently the, the, the ruling of the cause of death was natural causes. But now they're, they're trying to charge uh, this young man, who I believe was Guatemalan, I'm not sure. I don't know if he was Mexican or not, but uh, he was Guatemalan or, or Central American, but he was working in the fields. And apparently, um, and I'm not sure if there was some resistance involved, but ultimately the, the officer died. It was declared it was a, a natural causes. And now they're trying to charge this minor uh, for manslaughter. So again, this is something that, you know, we, we can... We can go back to and, and I'll, I'll do some digging to try to get some more details because the devil's in the details, right? But if there was no resistance from that young man and the officer just happened to die, 
right? It was just his time at that particular moment. And he had a heart attack for whatever personal reasons or issues that he had. Why would the, the person be arrested for manslaughter? I mean, it, it, if that's what's happening, th these are the kind of things that make our legal system untrustworthy. Because basically it's like, it's a game of let's see who we can charge. Let's try to charge everyone that we can charge and get this conviction rate up. Okay, because these are the numbers that I'm going to use when I go run for governor. Right? That's what it seems like. You know, and I see it all the time in self-defense self cases. Where it's like you see the facts are there with self-defense, but even if you have a self-defense issue, you're likely going to be defending that in court because they're still going to try to charge you. You know, because they, 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 they don't even look at the facts. What they're looking at is conviction rate. <laughs> you know, and maybe they'll, they'll look at, hey, is, is this an easy conviction or not? You know, does this guy, does this kid have the money to put up a proper defense? Right? Because that's what it seems like. But again, the devil's in the details. So I encourage everyone to to look into into it more thoroughly. But, you know, in the meantime, um, you know, again, if you see things like this happening, again, don't just jump the gun, <laughs> you know, but definitely, you know, share. Let's get a conversation going around it and then uh, determine, you know, what, what actions to take. All right. And our voice is our greatest weapon. I don't encourage you to go do the same shit that Enamorado was doing and, and going and banging on somebody's fucking door because somebody can get injured. You come and do that shit in my house, it's going to be a problem. You know, but, you know, definitely our voice, our awareness is our greatest strength. All right. So uh, with that being said, I wish you a great 2024. And I'm out. Peace.